Hey, thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. This is David Perkins, and we're so glad that you're listening. Hey, if you're a part of our family meeting online or in person, we want to encourage you to get connected at Radiant Church KC across all social media platforms. God is doing something incredible in Kansas City, and we love connecting with you, whether it's through our app or even through all the content available on our YouTube page. Hey, our prayer is that God uses this message to change your life and that you could become a dynamic disciple of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this message. All right. Good morning, everybody. It's great to see you. Hey, that second song we sang, our worship team wrote that. It's an original song. Can you give them a big hand? They did a great job. And uh, I loved it. That was awesome. Uh, It's got the word radiant in it, so sing it all day long. All right. Just kidding. Uh, Hey, uh, I just want to thank you for your uh, participation in 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. Um, I felt like this year, uh, you guys really just jumped all in, and it was awesome. And so uh, just to worship and uh, declare who God is coming out of those 21 Days of Prayer has been so excellent this morning. And so anyway, I love that. You just saw the series bumper here. for a series that we're in called Good God. And here's kind of the vision for that. Um, we wanted to just b- begin the year talking about who God is. And so obviously it's a time where <laughs> all of us are walking through challenges and challenges in our nation and challenges in the globe. And it's easy to talk about self. And so uh, we wanted to start the year with really a worship series, just talking about declaring, studying the word of God on who God is. And so... Um, so we began and start off with uh, the, the message about he is holy God. And so we talked about God being infinitely unique. And we talked around uh, the throne room where they're crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And how we, after beholding the holy God, it enables us to walk a holy life. And then we talked about that God is faithful. He's faithful God. And then we can grow in faithfulness as we study and talk about and know and walk with the faithful God. And today I want to talk about the merciful God, all right? And so I believe that when we see, know who he is as merciful, uh, it strengthens us to walk in the mercy, the kindness, the grace of God. All right, so if you've got your Bibles, we're going to go Hebrews 4. I'm going to pray, and then we'll go after this. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says this, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy. Say mercy. And find grace to help us in our time of need. Father, we love you today. And we just are so thankful for the opportunity to behold and worship God. We thank you that you are in control. We thank you that you are the God of the universe, your creator God, your holy God. Forever and always you are holy. Forever and always you are faithful. And forever and always you are merciful. And God, we celebrate this opportunity to sing about who you are, to study who you are. We honor you. We love you. And everybody said, amen. Amen. I love uh, people that can fix things. This week, uh, we, I don't know if you have ever called someone to come help you out. Uh, We had an electrical problem this week called the dude. He came and he did what I could not do. uh, And he helped us out and he fixed the problem. Um, And I love those kinds of people. Nathan can fix a lot of my problems. I mean, I love people that can fix problems. And I think for each one of us, our temptation, when it comes to our sin, our pain, our brokenness, our temptation is try to fix ourselves. And I want to talk to you today about running to Jesus, the one who can fix the problems that you cannot fix. I think in our culture, it's easy for us to try to YouTube everything. 
right? So you run into some issue in your life and the temptation is, I'll, I'll run to the internet. I'll try to figure out how to fix this on YouTube. But here's the good news of the gospel. Jesus, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, he's the one that shows mercy. He's the one that you can find grace and he's the one that can fix the problems in your life that you cannot fix, that you do not have the capacity to fix. No self-help book, video, or even friend can do what Jesus can do. And I wanna invite us today to approach the throne of grace and receive mercy and find grace. I wanna invite us today to look to Jesus as our first response. And so if you've got your Bibles, we're, we're gonna go to a lot of places today. But I wanna invite you just to open up Psalm 145. And in Exodus, we find this idea in Psalm 145, but it is about the God who is filled with mercy and grace because it's an attribute. So it's not just that God has mercy, it's that God is mercy. And God doesn't have mercy, it's just a part of who he is. Tozer tells us in the book that I'm reading, it's that it's this attribute that he has and he doesn't have to suspend one attribute in order to do another. He is the God of mercy. Psalm 145, eight says, the Lord is gracious and merciful. You can just pause right there. That's what we just read in Hebrews four. We receive mercy, we find grace when we approach the throne. David hits it here in Psalm 145. This is who he is. He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and great in loving kindness. Now I wanna invite us today on a few ideas when we talk about the mercy of God. The first idea is this, that God's mercy doesn't run out. Like it, I think for me, it's easy for me to think in my own journey that God's mercy, maybe it worked. Maybe he had it for me 20 years ago when I first said, I surrender all. But man, when I look at my own sin now, my tendency to walk in my flesh, he's probably a bit annoyed with me. Probably I've kind of run to the throne of grace a little too many times. And like a battering ram today, I just want to hit that his mercy never runs out. He is a God who possesses mercy. Sometimes we think, well, maybe, maybe God has mercy for others, but not me. And I want you to see yourself today as someone who is, is going after approaching. If there's mercy available, I'm going to approach the throne of grace and I'm going to find grace. I'm going to receive mercy. When uh, Renata and I were dating, um, uh, she tended to be the person that always received mercy from police officers for traffic problems. Um, I don't know about you, I was always the opposite. And there's two different, when we talk about mercy and grace, there's two different ideas there. Mercy is when I deserve something that I don't get. So I deserve judgment, I deserve punishment, but there's mercy, so I'm let off. Grace is where I get something good that I didn't deserve. So you got both ideas here in the text. I'm really highlighting mercy strong today. And I always was amazed that Renata seemed to be a, a mercy magnet. Like true story, while we're dating, she's driving from Kansas City down to Oklahoma City on I-35. She's speeding, she gets pulled over and the police officer just says, hey, you're good, just slow down, honey. And I'm like, what? No way, because when I was driving, I got pulled over and the officer said, young man, you didn't do anything wrong. I just saw you through the windshield and thought there's no way that guy is 16 years old. And I pulled you over just to make sure. I showed him my license and he said, I'm shocked. I was like, man, 
I don't just get no mercy. I got extra judgment. I mean, you know, like kind of painful. I think, I think sometimes for some of us, not all of us, but some of us, we see people that run after God and they, they're the kind of person, we kind of label them. They're the kind of person that goes, has this relationship with God. I live at a distance. I'm not sure that God still wants to have mercy for me. Too messed up. I've got that same addiction. I've got that same problem. I've got that same sin. And I'm sure God is just bugged. So I'm going to halt. I'm going to cease to approach the throne of grace, receive mercy and find grace. And my hope is that today you're refreshed with this good news that is a theme that runs through the Old Testament. It's the New Testament. It's the God who is slow to anger, abounding in love and grace and mercy. It is the God, when we see what Jesus is like, who possesses mercy over and over again. And I just want you to have this refreshed view. It's good news today. So many of you kind of trembled in that first week where we talked about the holiness of God. You're like, ah, okay. This week, big smile on your face. Morning, we're talking about mercy. Afternoon, we're watching the Chiefs win. It's gonna be a great day. I mean, I'm just saying, you can come in and smile today because I wanna talk about a God who has mercy for you. I want you to see it. I want you to fall in love with it again. Some of you, you've heard it before, but it's not fresh in your heart. And I want you to just see this God who has this mercy today. I want it to be your story. Where I'm going today, my aim is that you wouldn't give up on it and just kind of go on cruise control and think God's mostly annoyed and bugged with you. Or God's at least just maybe tolerating you. I'm just gonna marinate another few decades, die, just kind of see what happens when I stand before God. Man, my vision is that you would have this vibrant relationship where day after day you come before him and you go, God, your mercy is real. It's fresh. It doesn't run out. God's mercy, it never runs out. Look at Ephesians chapter two. Word of God says this. Verse four, but because of his great love for us, so because of that, God, and then this is the phrase that I just fell in love with this week. God who is rich in mercy. I'm just going to freeze that. Rich in mercy. He made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. So if you picture God who has got a little bit of mercy, just a little bit, then you won't access it. He's got a little bit of mercy for you. He's probably run out. But if in your mind and heart, you've got He is the God that I read about and he has mercy on the Israelites. That series we went through this summer. I mean, for me, it was just fresh to see how often they messed up and God just kept giving them mercy. That felt good. God who, I mean, looks, I was thinking about even the way that Jesus responds to Peter. I mean, the one who said, even if I have to die with you, I'll never disown you. Jesus shows mercy in John 21. The the mercy of God is this, it's this attribute, this character of God that runs through the scriptures. And if you see God rich in mercy, you'll have boldness to approach his throne because you go, he's got an abundance of it. So when I was in a junior high, I loved baseball cards. And uh, so I collected baseball cards. And really I thought I had a lot of baseball cards. Um, 
had more than my friend Brett, my neighbor. So I thought, yeah, I got a lot. Until we went over to these people in our, house, in our church, we went over to their house. And this dude, his name was Dave. And uh, I thought Dave was old. Turns out he's like 30, but whatever. Um, they had one child and Dave was really kind and connecting with me. And so he said, uh, so you're, you're into baseball cards? I said, yeah. And he said, come with me. Takes me down this back hallway. We go into his office. Now, my dad's office was filled with books. I mean, it was just like, in my you know, junior high brain, I just kind of felt sorry for my dad who would go back there with all the books, right? But when I walked into Dave's office, it was floor to ceiling baseball cards. And I just had a jaw drop, wow. I mean, he had Donruss tops. He had the whole, like he had every single, like he, he not only had three ring binders full with it, all, all of it systematized, he had boxes and boxes that he had never opened. I mean, this guy was, you ready for this? Rich in baseball cards. And so when he gave me baseball cards, I wasn't like, oh no, 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 please. Please, I don't wanna take your baseball cards. I was like, yeah, you better give me some. Man, you give me more than that. I can, you're so rich in baseball cards. You got an abundance. So my view of taking baseball cards from Dave was you've got so much more than I can fathom. Give me some of them baseball cards, boy. I'll take it. I wanna have more than my neighbor friend. I want more. Here's what I want you to have today. I want you to just lock in with, you've prayed, you've studied the scriptures. And when Paul writes to the church that God is rich in mercy, you go, yeah, he's got more than I can fathom. I have lived in the goodness of God and I have beheld the mercy of God and he showed mercy to me before and he doesn't run out. He's not done with me. He's got so much Mercy, and I'm not talking about the mercy of God or the grace of God as a license for immorality. I'm talking about the mercy and the grace of God as a strength to strengthen you to continue to walk with God in holiness and righteousness. But you gotta lock in big, he's got mercy. It's not like he doesn't have enough for me. It's not like it's gonna run out. So (laughs) others might not show me mercy, but God does. And if God does, man, I, I want it to transform how I live. Psalm 136 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords for his mercy endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders for his mercy endures forever. Same phrase, second portion of every verse in that psalm is, his mercy endures forever. You wanna memorize a Psalm quickly? You already got half of that one memorized. His mercy endures forever. But you get, his mercy endures forever, lodged inside of your heart. It gives you strength on Monday morning, Thursday afternoon to run to God and write in your prayer journal. And the shame, the pain, the enemy comes and says, he's done, his mercy's run out, come on. You've used up all your quota, he's annoyed with you but you get lodged in this attribute of God, this characteristic of God, this part of the personality of who God is. And you'll run to him, not from him. 
and go, God, your mercy endures forever. Second idea is this, God's mercy never grows old. Like it doesn't decay. Like <laughs> it's amazing how many things we have that are de decaying, right? Hold on, I'm new to my iPad. I just messed it up. Should go back to paper. All right. Um, and when we look at our own journey and our own lives, it's easy for us to think, okay, maybe, maybe there's a quantity that runs out, but the other lie of the enemy is that it's, it's done. It's, it's going to decay. But look at the way that Jeremiah, we did this in the faithfulness of God. I want you to see it in the mercy of God, this same text. Uh, Jeremiah says, Lamentation 3.21, this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies, there's that word, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not, they are new every morning. No, 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 uh, I already know that, David. No, 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 they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. His mercy, it doesn't, it doesn't decay, it doesn't get old. It's new every single day. I was thinking about how everything around us tends to decay and get old. Our cars decay and they get old. Our, our houses, every electronic, see, that we have decays and gets old. Everything, but God, his mercy, it's new every day. When I was uh, 21, I went with a buddy of mine on a flight from Boston to Denver. And we were flying home after speaking together at a youth conference. And so I'm 21, he's 31, we're in the exit row and the flight attendant says to my friend, sir, your, is your son at least 15 years of age? He's gonna be at least 15 years of age to sit in the exit row. And I looked at my buddy and I was like, I don't know, I'd rather be 15 than my dad, you know, like you must be aging boy, you know, and I had some, you know, try to cover up my pain with sarcasm. <laughs> but I was with, I was with Josh and, Kyle recently, and, and uh, this lady asked me, this was just this year, she looked at me and she goes, oh, do you have grandkids? And I was like, grand, I must not look 15 anymore. You know, like, <laughs> those days have changed, you know what I'm saying? Like, here's, here's, here's reality. When we look at all of the things around us and we look at ourselves and we've got just life is a breath, it's going by quickly, but not only is the quantity of God's mercy abundant, but the quality of his mercy, it's new every day. And you can read Jesus telling the prodigal son story and it is alive in his heart today as when he shared it in Luke 15. You can read John 8 about Jesus where he looks at this adulterous woman who's caught in the act of adultery and the same way that Jesus says, where are those that condemn you? Neither do I condemn you. You can know that he has mercy today. You can read David in Psalm 51 who says, have mercy on me, O God. And God shows mercy on David. And you can take that Psalm 51 and you can know that his mercy is new and fresh and vibrant and real and attractive and active in our lives today. So he doesn't run out of mercy. His mercy, <laughs> it doesn't grow old. A.W. Tozer said this, if we could remember that the divine mercy is not a temporary mood, but an attribute of God's eternal being. We would no longer fear that it will someday cease to be. If you can believe God possesses great mercy for me, it's not just a mood, just, oh, oh yeah, that day I got saved. That was when God was in a good mood. No, God is the God 
who has infinite mercy, unchanging mercy. And you can come before him and his mercy is new and his mercy is abundant. <laughs> so it's not, can you catch God in a good mood? He is the God of holiness. He is the God of justice and he is the God that has mercy. And we have a finite mind trying to understand the infinite God, but he is the God that is, he's not just abundant, mercy is who he is. So no matter how weak, broke, messed up, addicted, no matter where you are living in 2021 in Kansas City with the temptation to put all of your strength in your bank account, the information age, and who you can be friends with, there is one who has the capacity to fix what the internet cannot fix. What you in your own strength, I'll prove to the world, and yet you find yourself addicted, sinful, making terrible decisions yet again. What you need is to approach the throne of grace and receive mercy and find grace and let God do a work in your life. Let God be your first response, not your last resort. I'm running to God. I'm going to approach the throne of grace. I'm going to find mercy. Third idea is this. God's mercy transforms us. So we become fundamentally a different people. Peter said this way, 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. A lot of great phrases there about the church, the people of God. That you may declare the praises of him. That's what we're doing this morning. Who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Our church called Radiant. Once you were not a people, once you were just on your own, but now you are the people of God. So I once was lonely, but I'm off. Now I'm part of the people of God. I'm part of the redeemed. I'm the fellowship of the baptized. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received. Now, this is my story. It's not about me. It's what God did for me. So it's not about my strength. It's God's. And God saved me. God showed me mercy. So I deserved. Uh, for the wage of sin is death. I deserve death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. I deserve death death, but I was given life because of Jesus. And so, man, I deserve death, but because of Jesus, he gave me mercy and that changes me. Now I am someone that can demonstrate mercy to other people. And most of the time, the way that looks in our 21st century culture is I can demonstrate kindness to people that are hurt. You know, the amount of pain, most people that they're just wrestling with, they're hurt. Hurt is often the narrative. You, you kind of got a smiley face when you just first get to know someone, but then you do three or four cups of coffee in different times <laughs> or at the same time, and you start to get deeper and there's a story of hurt. Somebody violated me. There's family pain. There's friendship pain. There's pain about hurt from a leader, hurt somewhere. And the people of God that are able to say, I've received mercy. And then be able to be a light and say, even 
when someone violates me, even when someone does something to me I'm gonna, that is painful and hurtful, I'm going to demonstrate mercy, let them off the hook. I'm not gonna retaliate. I don't have to give them a piece of my mind. I'm telling you, that's one of the greatest things in the information age, 21st century church, if the people of God start to get mercy towards others. Jesus said that in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, blessed are the merciful. They shall receive mercy. I'm telling you, the people of God marked by the mercy of God and demonstrating the mercy of God to other people. But that's un-American. What's American is stand up for me and give you a piece of my mind, baby. Hold on. Loyalty to Jesus is supreme. Above all things, God, how do you want me to respond? I'm justified to kick back. I'm justified to be angry back. Boy, one of the best ways that Kansas City will see Jesus is when you, like Jesus, who is able to even show mercy on the cross and say, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. When you can show mercy because you've received mercy. And I wanna give you just a few ideas on, on you and I uh, walking practically in mercy. How do I get there? And a really great preacher would give you ABC, but I struggled with C, so I'm gonna give you ABS. And so today, it's not the ABCs of mercy, it's the abs of mercy. I'm gonna give you three points. And if you walk out of here today, and every time you go to the gym this week, you can remember this sermon as you do sit-ups. These are the abs of mercy. Number one is this, ask for God's mercy, ask. You wanna live where the mercy of God is a part of your life and your story, where you're experiencing mercy and living out mercy, ask. Listen to this story that Jesus tells. Long story, I'm gonna read the whole thing. Luke 18, nine. To some who are confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told them this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Here's Jesus. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So the Pharisee, if you read in there, he's got over and over again, four different times. I, 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 I. Depending on the version, it could be five times. But his point is me, my righteousness. And yet the tax collector, the one who would be the one who is like in their day, deceived, rejected his own people, betrayed his people, and live in bottom of the social structure. I mean, come on. The one they're annoyed with, ugh. That one says, have mercy and Jesus not just a good preacher's opinion. Jesus says that is what I'm looking for. I think we do well to make Lord have mercy a part of our prayer lives. <laughs> like when I hear the phrase, Lord have mercy, and I wrote it out this week, I actually heard in my mind kind of a cultural twang, Lord have mercy. 
right? Like it's kind of become almost like a joke. I wanna just dignify that prayer a little bit this morning and invite you as you write in your journal, as you drive, as you think about others, put that, Lord, have mercy. You could just say mercy. Just God, this, (laughs) I don't get what I deserve. I deserve death. But Lord, have mercy. Get that in you. And you start to get that where you're praying for others. Have mercy on them. And instead of you wanting to kick them, instead of you wanting to put them down, you'll watch, you'll want to demonstrate the mercy of God. You're the liaison. You're this conduit of mercy where you, you give them what they don't deserve. That is contrary to our culture. Everybody wants to fight back. We all do. All right, abs of mercy. Second one is this, practical. One is, one is ask. Two, I know, I know there are a, a, a C's. I just, I just like the S in abs, and so I'm going to keep it there. Some, I got people saying, you could do conduit. I know. I, I'm going to go there, but I just want to stick with abs. Number two, build your life on God's mercy. Build your life. So ask God's mercy. Number two, build your life on God's mercy. Romans 12.1, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, so in light of, in view of that you've studied what you know, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that God, what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. David, come on. Talk about holiness. We did. We did that a couple weeks ago. I want you to see here, you want a transformed life? You want to live like a, walk as like a sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God? We get this little window into in view of God's mercy. Could have probably put lots of different words, fill in the blank right there, in view of God's, but here's what the word of God says, in view of God's mercy in view of God's demonstrating to you freedom, demonstrating to you his infinite mercy in view of that. So I'm telling you, you can't study the mercy of God too much. Oh, I got to balance it. Hold on. You get just locked in with the God who has mercy and it creates in the human heart a desire to go, ah, I want to give you everything. I want a life holy and pleasing. I just want to give you all. You, you demonstrated mercy to me. Brendan Manning said this, define yourself radically as one beloved by God. This is your true self. Every other identity is an illusion. So culture, friends, people around you, they want to label you, stereotype you, and even get you to believe, no, this is kind of, this, this is who I am. Here's what I want to invite you at. I'm loved by God. I've received mercy. I was lost and Jesus saved me. I, 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 I was out in the woods. Jesus left the 99 and found me. I was the prodigal and the father embraced me. That's who I am. That's the core identity that I walk in, that I live in. Last one is this, show God's mercy to others. Show. 
You want you, you to experience new levels of just experiencing the mercy, knowing the mercy, walking in the mercy of God, this favor of God. Put your heart in a position to where you respond like Jesus. I, I, was, I was thinking about probably one of the more famous prayers in the scriptures of mercy is David's prayer in Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God. And of course, it's the narrative, it's the story where he's repenting before God, asking for mercy after committing adultery with Bathsheba. But I just found it interesting that David is not only the one that asked for mercy, but David was also a man who showed mercy. David was a man, 2 Samuel 9 is the story of David showing mercy to Mephibosheth who lived in the house of Saul. And David had every right in that time to go get rid of the former king's house. And David said, I wanna show mercy, kindness. I think one of the best things that we can do is say, okay, I've received mercy and I'm going to let it be this relationship with God that's real. You gave me mercy. And now I'm gonna intentionally put myself in the way to show mercy to others. What would happen if we were a church where people over and over again received mercy. Then the broken, the addicted, those, those people who are living in God awful behavior, they bump up against you and they, they, they get this, no, no kickback, you're the merciful. You watch it's the kindness of God, Romans 2. It's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Merciful people tend to be the ones that attract those who are just broken. And they experience you. And it's not just the religious judgment. It's the ones that show a mercy that's real and vibrant. My prayer is that that would mark us that we would be a holy people like God is holy, that we would be faithful to God who is first faithful to us. And that the mercy of God that's new every day, that never runs out, that shows kindness to people who deserve retaliation, they get kindness, they get receive mercy. And I just wanna pray that over us as a church. We just bow your heads. Father, we ask today, the mercy of God would fascinate us. We pray in view of God's mercy, we would have a view of God's mercy. We read about it in the word of God. We talk about it. It's in our prayers, Lord, have mercy. And Father, I ask, Lord Jesus, for every person here, I pray for supernatural strength to walk in the mercy of God. Just with your heads bowed and eyes closed, maybe you're here today and you go, that story about the tax collector, I wanna pray that prayer. That's me. I just wanna say, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. I need God. And I wanna invite you in just a minute, I'm gonna invite you just to pray a real simple prayer. And it's real simple. 
I'm going to invite you in just a moment to just pray this prayer. Jesus, I give you my life. And as you go on the journey with Jesus, there's a whole lot more you'll say in your prayer life to God. But it's a starting point where you just say, I don't want to be the Lord of my life. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I want to receive his mercy. Jesus went to a cross in your place for your sin. He has mercy and you can have new life in Christ. It's what's transformed us. It's, it's our testimony. It's our identity. I'm a child of God. Today, if you just want that to be your story, I just want to invite you just right now just to pray this prayer. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life. In the room, online, Jesus, I give you my life. And you're beginning this journey right now. If you just prayed that prayer, you're beginning this journey. (laughs) And it is the abundant way to live. And it lasts for eternity. And we as a church, we're committed to helping you on the journey. And this is a great starting point. And I wanna invite you, every single one, online, in the room, that prayed that prayer, I wanna invite you, surrender. I give you my life. Jesus, you can have it all. Father, I just pray for every person that prayed that today. I pray, Lord God, that you would strengthen them with might. I pray, Lord God, that no lie of the enemy would get into their head or their heart. I pray that they would walk with you all the days of their lives. I pray that you would strengthen them and bless them. I pray for real transformation. We pray that we would be a community of faith that helps them on their journey. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen.